At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you filling in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa in fantastic Las Vegas, Nevada on this 5th of July, the Tuesday, the day after all the fireworks here in town. A wonderful weekend it was here in Las Vegas. Time to talk a little NFL. We'll kick off the hour with some NFL division discussions here, Wes. We're going to play the Quinella. This is the dual forecast market. You pick two teams to finish 1-2 in the division. They do not have to finish in any particular order. So this is not the exacta, but the exact to box rather and we will start in the AFC East you've got the Bills and the Dolphins to finish 1-2 are the favorite at plus 120 and co-favorite with the Bills and the Patriots to finish 1-2 also at plus 120 and then it gets much longer after that the Bills and the Jets at 8-1 to the Dolphins and the Patriots at 10-1 to Dolphins Jets Patriots Jets both at 40-1 to anything look attractive there to you not really, because I can't see anybody but the Bills winning that division. So the best on the board in terms of a longest price would be 8-1 to one with the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be better, but it's a tough schedule. So I don't know if you're going to see it. It's one of those, and it sounds cliche, where you're like, that team's going to be better, but you're not going to see it in the win and loss column. Or necessarily the win column. And I think that that's kind of the Jets this year. So look at, you know... 
are the Patriots' demise greatly exaggerated? We're going to see, but I think the Bills are going to win that division. Miami, I know there's a lot of hype on this team. New coach uh, with uh, with uh, the guy coming in from San Francisco to take over. They've given to us some weapons uh, with Tyree Kill, with Cedric Wilson, by the way, who comes over from Dallas as a free agent. Jalen Waddell was a first-round pick last year. So you got to think that they're pretty good at wide receiver. They brought in Chase Edmonds. They brought in Sony Michelle. They brought in Raheem Mostert to compete with Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was like the starter last year at running back for Miami. And yet I think he's number four on this site where I check, I check the depth charts. Obviously that is subject to change. All of these, a lot of these positions are, but there's a lot of hype on this Miami team, but I wonder if it's a year too early. Yep. I, I would agree with you. And I also agree with you on the jets. I do believe they will be a better team. And you know, the Patriots, I, I'm with you. I, I just don't know. Are, are they going to slide? Do they bounce back? What mm-hmm. happens there? Mac Jones in his sophomore year, um, plus 120, not really a, a juicy and, enough for and me and to this jump is where, on that. And, and, you know, Josh McDaniels, I think a lot of people thought maybe this guy is going to be the coach in waiting up there in New England when Bill Belichick retires. He obviously is not done so yet. So now Josh McDaniels right out here in Las Vegas uh, to man the Raiders in his first season. So, you wonder, is this in a team in more of a transition? Because the Patriots are always so consistent mm-hmm. as an organization. Mm-hmm. Even when they take a step back, they'll usually rebound and take two steps forward. But eventually the transition has got to come with this organization. I wonder if it's not already happening. And the Dolphins, I do believe there's a lot of hype surrounding that team. And I would probably be wanting to go against that rather than back it. Um, I I tell you, if I was going to play this, and I'm not in love really with anything in this market, but I'd probably take the Bills and the Jets at 8-1. to The Bills, you got to figure they might not win the division, but they certainly aren't going to finish worse than second, I would imagine. Uh, The AFC North dual forecast, the Ravens and the Bengals are the top choice, again, to finish 1-2 in any order. The Ravens and the Bengals at plus 175, the Ravens and the Browns at plus 240, the Bengals and the Browns at 3-1, Ravens Steelers at 9-1, Bengals Steelers 11-1, Browns Steelers 14-1. Yeah, Ravens Steelers, I think nine to one for me, because look, we don't know what is going to happen with Cleveland. They do have still a lot of talent, even if they do have to go with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, but still that's not what they, what they try to do. They gave Deshaun Watson all, I don't even remember. It was over $200 million guaranteed. And the fact that they may not even have him for the season. So that's going to affect the psyche of a team a little bit. It's like, okay, what's next for, for us? You know, we had all these injuries. We had to deal with the all everything with Baker and going forward. So it's like, what's next uh, here in Cleveland. So that can be dispiriting to a team. So you look at it that way. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, who I still think are going to be good, but were the Bengals kind of, I don't want to call them a one hit wonder, but were they a little bit premature, like a little bit ahead of schedule and they just happened to get on a run. So I don't know. I I think Cincinnati's still obviously very much a division and a playoff contender, but I don't know if this is all of a sudden like the starting of a dynasty there in Cincinnati (laughs) where it's like they're going to win every single year and they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. They might take a step back to maybe take two steps forward back next season or the year after that. So Raven Steelers for me at nine at nine to one. I know Steelers consensus kind of, you know, picked a finish dead last in the league, but I do think Mitch Trubisky is an improvement at court. 
quarterback. Now, I know now he's got Kenny Pickett looking over his shoulder. They draft him out of Pittsburgh late in the first round, but I think Trubisky is a little bit of an improvement. Uh, we'll see if the receivers can finally step up for these guys. Uh, Najee Harris ran the ball well last mm -hmm. year. I think that they're going to be able to run the ball because that was kind of the thing with the Steelers. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, they were dead last in the NFL and running the football. They progressively got better running the football. And now you have a quarterback. That's also a bit of a running threat yes. that I don't mm -hmm. think that they want to take that away from him. So, uh, the receivers, though, are who's going to have to step up. I know Chase Claypool, what did he put out? He thought he was a top three receiver in the league. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. I don't think <laughs> he's a bad player, but, you know, him and Deontay Johnson, because now Juju Smith-Schuster is in Kansas City. So Deontay Johnson's got to kind of step in that role. Miles Boykin is going to be a reserve. They get him, uh, I believe, in free agency from Baltimore. We know that the defense is, is going to be very good for Pittsburgh and they can really rush the passer with Watt and Cam Hayward and, and those guys, Alu Alu, who they got from Jacksonville at nose tackle. So they're going to be able to rush the quarterback. Now, are they going to be able to cover make a Fitzpatrick is obviously tremendous. Their man in the defense at free safety, but can these corners hold up a little bit? Maybe that was a little bit of the weak spot of the, of a very good defense last year. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I would probably look at the Ravens Steelers at uh, nine to one. I, I am definitely in on the Ravens. I actually have a bet to on them to win the division at plus one ninety. Uh, I'm anti Browns. I, I don't think the Deshaun Watson situation is going to end well. I believe he'll be uh, out for the entire season. The Bengals, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they're a one-hit wonder either. I think as long as Joe Burrow is at quarterback, and I think Zach Taylor's starting to prove himself as a pretty decent coach, I, I think they'll, they're going to be around for a while, but I don't know if it'll be next year. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd take a shot that the Steelers are going to exceed expectations, and who knows, uh, they could certainly finish second in that division, I think, uh, if the dominoes fall just right. In the AFC South, this is uh, home to your Indianapolis Colts, Wes. And for the, how about this? For the Colts and the Titans to finish 1 2, minus 250. That kind of says it all, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this looks like a two team division, but I will say. I do think Jacksonville is going to be better. I know our colleague Femi Abebefe took a shot for them to make the playoffs. I don't I don't know if I'm willing to maybe walk walk on that bridge necessarily, but I do think Jacksonville is going to be better. Just a, a, a level of professionalism with Doug Peterson coming in. And this is a guy that does have a Super Bowl ring, and you've got a team that's kind of looking to find its way a little bit. I have a feeling this Jacksonville bunch is going to be willing to listen to this guy be like, Hey man, this guy's won a super bowl. We better shut up and listen to this guy. And he's going to be about business and he's going to treat us like men. He's not going to be kicking the kicker in the leg or anything like that. He's not going to be, you know, cursing guys out or dressing coaches down or dressing players down in front of the entire team. So you know, I think just the culture change in Jacksonville is going to be a really welcome sight. They were very aggressive in free agency, probably overspent, but that's what you're going to do. You're going to overspend in free agency. And I know Shad Khan wants a winner down there in Duval. So uh, I, I think the Jaguars maybe could be an outside chance to finish second in the division, but I do think the Colts are going to win the division. So if I had to play that, it would be Colts Jaguars at plus 450. Yeah, it's a pretty nice price. Uh, if you switch any team, and, and even if you think 
think the Titans are going to win the division. You know, Titans-Jaguars at plus 650. Uh, the Jaguars definitely improved their offensive line. I don't think their defensive line is too poor either. Uh, decent pass rush there with Josh Allen. So uh, I, I'm with you. I believe that they will be improved as well. Let's look at the AFC West, maybe the strongest division in football. And, uh, you know, the prices kind of tell you that. The Chiefs and the Chargers at plus 220. The Broncos and the Chiefs at plus 220. Broncos, Chargers, not that much higher at 4-1. to one. Chiefs and Raiders, 6-1. to one. Raiders, Chargers, 9-1 to one in the long shot. Broncos, Raiders finishing 1-2 at 10-1. to one. Yeah, it's unbelievable because every single one of those scenarios is highly plausible, I think, Brady. I agree. You could really get that in any. Would it shock me if the Raiders won the AFC West? It absolutely or second, would not. Right? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, I'm a little bit lukewarm on the Chiefs, so I'm probably not going to use them in a combination there. Look, they can absolutely win the division, but I just think it's so loaded. And the two teams I think the most on the come up are probably the Chargers and the Denver Broncos. So in terms of the AFC West, I would want the Chargers in the one spot. I don't know if we have an option there on that graphic from BetMGM or what it would be, but I think the Chargers are going to win the division. I really like this team. I think Brandon Staley, he took a lot of guff uh, from a lot of outlets, including some on this network for, you know, kind of being unconventional and, you know, going for it in certain spots and whatnot. But th this, is a, this is a different league now. I think this guy's going to be a heck of a coach, by the way, in this league this guy's not a dumbass by any stretch of the imagination and and you know some people might have been a little bit too hasty in calling him as such and then you have Justin Herbert in his prime you have Khalil Mack and uh, Joey Bosa by the way there so uh, that's a terror rushing the other team's quarterback so I like the Chargers first and then Gosh, pick your team for second. What about uh, Brandon Staley? Would you possibly look into betting him as coach of the year? You know, he was a real hot name mm -hmm. last year to win yes. coach of the year. Maybe it's the time to jump on him now. Yeah, I think so. Because look, you got you got some old school riders that vote on this, and then you got new school guys that more embrace the analytics and all of that stuff. So I think Staley, absolutely a COI contender. All right, when we come back, we take a look at the Tuesday card for Major League Baseball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. I mean, he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Time to talk a little hardball. And the first game on the rotation will be a 105 Pacific, 405 p.m. Eastern time start from uh, Petco Park, a day game down there in San Diego. The Mariners at the Padres. Logan Gilbert versus Mike Clevenger. And this is a battle of the Chasers. Both teams in second place in their respective divisions. Game two of a short two-game series here. Seattle took the opener on Monday, 8-2, to two, as the struggles continue for San Diego. The Mariners have gotten hot. They have won 11 of 14, while San Diego has dropped seven of their last nine. And the Padres here at BetMGM, they are the money line favorite at minus 135 West with a total of seven and a half. Yeah, both of these pitchers kind of, uh, well, really, Gilbert, I think, has emerged as the ace of the Mariners staff. Yeah. It was supposed to be Robbie Ray, but it has been Logan Gilbert, at least so far, uh, coming into to July, but you look, I think both of these pitchers are due a little bit of regression here. Uh, Gilbert, by the way, a 266 on the ERA, but a 369 on the XBIP, the fielding independent. Same with uh, uh, Clevenger, 233 on the ERA, 367 on the XBIP. So, you know, you wonder if there there's going to be regression here. I think uh, uh, Clevenger bottom half of the league in terms of walk rate Mariners do draw their fair share of walks. I believe that they are third in the league behind the Yankees and the Dodgers. That is pretty good company. Both these teams, I think hit right-handed pitchers better than left-handed pitchers. So, you know, I would lean a little bit with the over. And by the way, you mentioned the Padres, they've kind of gone a little cold as of late, you know, falling, falling behind the Dodgers and, you know, Padres, I mentioned earlier, still short Will Myers, still short, obviously, Fernando Tatis. They have not necessarily had him all year. So, you know, just look, just looking at this, uh, and, and the Mariners have quite a few people out, by the way, in their lineup. That's why they traded for Carlos Santana to go ahead and play first base for them. So uh, if I'm if I'm going to get involved in this game, and I have not as of yet, I would lean a little bit to the over, and, and it was, I think, 7 minus 115. Now it's 7.5, juice to the under at minus 120. But that's the way I'm going for the total. I think uh, you haven't really seen a lot of movement 
on either side here. The number's pretty much what it was on the opener. Uh, if I had to, maybe a small lean to Gilbert, but over seven and a half for me. Yeah, I'm with you with a small lean to Gilbert, could I, but I could make cases both ways here. I, I did not play this game. Uh, the Angels and the Marlins, 340 Pacific, 640 p.m. Eastern time. Noah Syndergaard versus Sandy Alcantara. This is also a short two-game series as well. Alcantara, by the way, was just named the National League Pitcher of the Month for mm-hmm. June. Interesting note here, Wes, you wonder if this will carry over back from his days with the New York Mets. Noah Syndergaard, 7-1 and one in his career against Miami with an ERA of 2.16. Uh, here at BetMGM, Alcantara is minus 145 on the money line and a low total of 7. Yeah, this is one I did bet, and I did go with the home team, uh, Sandy Alcantara. I'm almost going to bet him every single time out and usually get a little value with him because the Marlins are not a team that really is a good hitting team at the plate. And and they're the Marlins. Yeah. And this is a guy that, you know, arguably the NL Cy Young favorite. I haven't checked the odds as of this morning, but he's certainly up there. I think close on the list. It's kind of him and Musgrove back and forth, but Musgrove has, you know, lost his last start. So I believe Alcantara is now the NL Cy Young favorite. It's very rare you get an NL Cy Young favorite at a dollar thirty here in the market, and, they, so. and they've been beaten up on the Washington Nationals as of late too. Yeah, so it's like okay, if when they play better teams, are they going to come to earth? But you look at Alcantara, three complete games thrown in the last two months, including uh, last time out, I believe it was in St. Louis. Donnie Baseball, Don Mattingly comes out in the bottom of the ninth, and Sandy Alcantara sent him back to the dugout and says, "I got this," <laughs> because he put a couple runners on, and he he was like close to a. 120 pitches. I forget the exact amount, but he was right around that range. And he said, okay, sit down, Donnie baseball. This was about a week ago. And Don Mattingly let him finish the game and Alcantara. He's gone at least seven innings in every start since May 11th. So this is a guy that rightfully the Cy Young favorite. And there you see it uh, plus 160 now at BetMGM. Burns and Musgrove co-second choices at five to one. So I look at it, and when you look at Cindergard, uh, the numbers aren't bad, but this is not the Thor that we saw in Flushing, Queens in New York City. This is a guy that does not strike as many guys out anymore. He's going to pitch to a little bit more contact now. You know, the Marlins don't always necessarily make a lot of a, a lot of good contact, but the Angels don't really hit right-handers very well either. They're a much better team, I think, against left-handed pitching. So I thought this was a pretty cheap price on Alcantara against a struggling Halos bunch. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Marlins today as well. Uh, let's take a look at the Mets at the Reds. And this is a very interesting pitching matchup here. You've got Max Scherzer going against Nick Lodolo, both pitchers making a return to action after being out with injury. The left-hander Nick Lodolo is expected to come off of the 60-day injured list. And then, of course, the veteran Max Scherzer He's making his way back to the mound after having been absent since May 18th. And Scherzer and the Mets are a heavy road favorite here, minus 200 with a total of nine. And Wes, you you know this, you know, kind of baseball handicapping 101. You want to fade a pitcher mm-hmm. in that first start back from the injured list. Well, you can't fade them both. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a pretty soft landing spot for Max Scherzer because this would be kind of a fade spot. But who better than against the one of the worst teams in baseball, that being the Cincinnati Reds here, but I don't know what the pitch count is going to be for Scherzer, if they're going to just kind of go four or five innings, and then And what will it be for Lodola? Good night now, yeah, so uh, this is not something I'm interested in playing. Uh, Reds lost again last night, 7-4 to the Mets, so 
not something I'm going to be interested in. I see a little bit of money coming on the over at a couple places. Uh, were some nines in the overnight. Now you're seeing some nines juice to the over minus 115. That makes sense if you've got two guys on pitch counts and then it's got to be a bullpen game. But as of now, nothing for me. Yeah, Ladolo, one of those young rookies for the Cincinnati Reds, one of their highly touted young pitchers, along with Ashcraft and Green. All right, at 4.05 Pacific, 7.05 p.m. Eastern time, it'll be the Yankees in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Jamison Tyone versus Jose Quintana. And the Yankees finally had a day off on Monday. They had played 20 mm-hmm. days in a row. Now, they went 14-6 and six during that stretch. But, you know, Wes, I know you and I both really always like to handicap situational spots and you wonder what that day off does to this team does it give them some much needed rest and they just pick up where they left off or is it maybe chance to go against the Yankees yeah Jamison Tyone back against his old mates uh, the Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates or who drafted him out of college so uh you know short two game series for these guys uh Pirates, you know, they're not very good. They can be kind of, you know, a little bit spunky against against good teams, though. And they've beaten some good teams at home, Brewers and several others. Dodgers. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tyone returned to Pittsburgh 9-1 and this season, 332 on the ERA. Jose Quintana has kind of rebounded in his career, found a landing spot there in Pittsburgh. Even though you look at the record and he's 1-4, and four, only a 343 RA. So when we you mentioned Frankie Montas briefly earlier in terms of a guy that might be on the trading block for a contender, maybe Jose Quintana is a left-handed pitcher that's going to be, you know, a fourth or fifth starter, somebody like that, because there's always room in the trade market at the deadline for a left-handed starter. And uh, Jose Quintana certainly, I think, can uh, can help him out in that regards. Uh, Yankees away from home, 24 and 13. That's really the most impressive part. I think of their record, Jamison Tyone on the road has had a 270 road ERA. So goes back and faces the Buckos, his old team. So you got to think he's going to be amped up here, but it's been a little shaky last time out. He struggled against Houston and then he only got through five innings against a pretty weak Oakland A's lineup. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm not really willing to lay it necessarily here. But the Yankees bullpen, I think if Tyone doesn't really necessarily go deep in the game, can go ahead and, and take up for him. So uh, if I were going to play this, I would lean a little bit to the over here because uh, Tyone, even though the season numbers are very good, been a little shaky his last couple starts. And then when you're facing your old team, it's like, how amped up are you going to be? Are you going to be too amped up? So that would concern me laying this on the road. Let's take a quick look at the leaderboard for the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, the final holes being played here of this two-day mini event. We'll talk some golf in the next segment with our friend Ryan Ballengy, but it looks like Xander Shoffley is going to go on and win. What is this, his second win in three weeks here? Sam yeah, Burns. Not an official win, but we know right. Xander Shoffley. That's kind of the big these joke. Are the tournament he wins. He, these are the ones he usually wins, these short tournaments. You know, limited with, field. With, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, the Travelers, which he won two weeks ago, that was like the third time he won, or the, the first time in like three and a half years. First time won, since his, his very first victory. Yeah, yeah, that he actually won like a full field tournament. And the first time he won an official PGA Tour stroke play event in like three and a half years, he looks like he's going to get home. He is currently leading by one over Sam Burns, also in the clubhouse. Terrell Hatton, seven under. Shane Lowry, uh, going to have to make some birdies here in the last few holes if he wants to catch these guys. Yeah, Shane Lowry is three shots back with four holes to play. He is the only player right now in the field, I 
believe, that could possibly catch Xander Shoffley, maybe Padraig Harrington, too, who is five shots back with five holes to play. Xander looking pretty good there as we head into the Scottish Open week. And then, of course, the British Open coming up next week from St. Andrews. We'll talk with Ryan Ballengy about all of that next right here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost, again, just $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds here filling in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi on a Tuesday. And it's time to talk a little golf. Ryan Ballengy now joins us. He's one of our friends in the golf handicapping world. He's a mainstay guest on Long Shots with us every season. He is the owner of golfnewsnet.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Ballengy. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Always good to speak with you, my friend. And we're in the middle of a really fantastic run of golf right now across the pond. It began with the Irish Open. Of course, just finishing up, we have the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. And then, of course, it is Scottish Open week. They'll tee it up there in North Berwick on Thursday. And then, of course, we roll into British Open week next week at, of course, the home of golf, St. Andrews. I wonder if you've had to change your approach as far as a handicap. Did, did you play anything in the Irish Open? Did you play anything in the J.P. McManus? And, and have, had, have you had to adjust with kind of this seemingly all kind of golf here bunched into a couple of weeks, a lot of it going on across the pond? Yeah, Brady, great question. I, mean, I think with the, the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been difficult to try to factor in the European Tour, D.P. World Tour, particularly because they have so many weak fields week to week, and all of a sudden they go from – 24 world golf ranking points to the winner last week to uh, an event that would, would get 58 in the JP McManus, which happens every five years. And then you've got the Scottish open where you're going to get 70 points to the winner this week, basically a, a major light caliber field. So I kind of stayed away from the last couple of weeks and, and not really knowing particularly with the McManus, how some of the live boys would wind up faring in this kind of event. But looking toward next week, I've got a, a lot of potential uh, guys to fire on this week. Already fired on a couple. So, Ryan, uh, looking here at the Scottish Open, which, by the way, now a co-sanctioned event with the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. So, because of that, you get 14 in the top 15 in the official world golf ranking in this event. And I kind of found this to be a little bit of a tricky handicap this week because you want to respect the class at the top. And about half of these guys have played this event at least one time before. Several of them were there last year. Uh, Xander, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler, Morikawa, Rom, they all played in this event. But it is the week before a major. And we know the week before the major, despite what Roy did in Canada a few weeks ago, Usually you don't get a contender at the major that wins the week before. So how did you approach this? Did you kind of go ahead and say, well, I got to have somebody near the top because there's just so many class players. I can't go against all of them. Or did you kind of start more in the middle of the market this week? I started in the middle 
and then I kind of made my way up top to try to find a place where I could see some potential value. And I kind of land on Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler Thomas, because he's just become such a refined ball striker really shapes the ball both ways. So if we do wind up getting wind, it should work to his advantage. Scotty Scheffler has played great golf, obviously throughout the calendar year and seems to show up every time out the McManus program seemingly excluded from that. But I think those are the two class guys you start to think about, but I really did start at the middle with guys like, Ryan Fox and Lucas Herbert guys who have played either really well in the DP world tour or in both cases have played well at this particular venue in the past. Herbert is the guy who's the most under par since this event moved to the Renaissance club in in 19. So you kind of get in this event, either a history of guys who are 40, 50, 60, hundred to one who tend to win this event. Like you said, because the other guys are trying to prepare and acclimate themselves for links golf, what they're going to get next week. Uh, this year at St. Andrews. Ryan, uh, you mentioned Scotty Scheffler and obviously the number one ranked player in the world and arguably the very best player in the world uh, this season, living up to his ranking. Uh, He's also a very high ball hitter and doesn't have a ton of experience uh, across the pond, if you will. Do you think about possibly fading Scotty Scheffler, not only this week at the Scottish Open, but also next week uh, at the Open Championship, St. Andrews and the Renaissance Club, both seaside links-ish, designs of course where you can often get wind and a lot of change in direction in the wind does it worry you a little bit that scotty scheffler hits such a high ball in those conditions or do you say you know what this guy grew up in texas he knows how to deal with the wind yeah i think that's a very valid point right i mean scheffler does hit the ball very high i'm I'm a high ball hitter too i know what it's like to play in the wind it's not the best for me either but you can do it in the right situation i think scheffler has a whole lot of discipline around himself again being a texan you got to learn how to play in the wind at least to some degree, if not feel very comfortable doing, at least feel capable doing it. So I, I think for next week, if I'm thinking about Scheffler, and, and I have thought about him, but I've not fired on him, I'm very interested, much more so in the weather forecast for St. Andrews, frankly, than Renaissance, because Renaissance has such wide playing corridors from tee to green that I think he can at least get off the tee and then try to flight his ball into these greens, which are pretty large. There's plenty of surface area to hit. So I, I like Scheffler this week, maybe not so much next week. We'll see where the weather leads. It's probably Monday or Tuesday, but I, I think for the open, you kind of want to get a better idea of the weather forecast before you start firing and maybe even start considering making more of your moves uh, after the tournament starts. Ryan, I believe the Scottish Open right now does have a field ranking of seven strongest this year, and that's behind, obviously, the three majors, the players, the Dell match play in Riviera. And looks like it got a little bit stronger in the middle because as of this morning, uh, the uh, four, I don't know if you want to call them rebels or what we're referring <laughs> them to, but uh, four guys were part of that lawsuit. Brandon Grace, Justin Harding, Adrian Otegi, and Ian Poulter, who, of course, started on the Live Golf Tour back in London at the uh, first weekend of June. They are going to apparently be part of this Scottish Open field. Tough break for Joe Bramlett because he gets moved now to first alternate. But, Ryan, do you think we're going to get a trend now with a lot of, you know, a lot of legal legal uh, ramifications and guys filing suits in a lot of courtrooms. Is this the beginning of a trend you think for these uh, guys that have gone to uh, participate in the live golf tour? I think particularly so relating to the DP world tour, because the DP world tour is located in England. They have so many events coming up in that stretch of time. So a lot of these arbitration cases in the UK are much different than they are in the United States. There's a lot more likelihood for there to be a stay of any kind of sanction, whether that's a fine or a suspension over there as opposed to over here. And I think they're going to find some sympathetic cases in in those kind of arbitration situations. So, yeah, now we have a field of basically 160 in a 156-player event 
And that still could expand by a couple of players, depending on how some things go here in the next uh, 48 hours or so. So I don't think that necessarily changes my handicapping. Uh, I mean, I, I feel a certain way about the live events being 54 holes uh, and not necessarily really adding a whole lot in terms of competitive juice to get them ready for an event like this. But I, I stand to be proven wrong, of course, with having these guys in the field now. Ryan Ballengee is our guest. You can find him on Twitter at Ryan Ballengee, and you can also check out his website, golfnewsnet.com. Ryan, let's get your plays for the Scottish Open, and then I'll let uh, Wes get your plays for the British Open before we get you out of here. But uh, any head-to-head matchups, outrights, anything you did with the Scottish? I've stuck with outright so far because, again, I think you can get some really good value this week. Uh, I mentioned these two guys earlier, Ryan Fox, long-hitting Kiwi, just smokes the golf ball, has been playing so great this year, particularly the last two months of the European Tour, 40-1. to 1. Lucas Herbert is the, the horse for course uh, for this golf course for the Renaissance Club, and he has been playing great golf, lots of top 20s and 25s between the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. You're looking at him at 60-1. to 1. And I did want to take a flyer on a home nation boy. So I'm looking at Robert McIntyre at 80 to one, got a little bit of money on him as well. And I did, did wind up firing on Justin Thomas so far. I have not on Scotty Scheffler yet, but I, I think I may still go that way. Yeah. With so much depth in the top in this field, you get big prices on guys that are former champions like Minwoo Lee. I saw it 150 to one Aaron Rye, 80 to one. So there are a lot of guys that can compete here, but uh, Ryan flipping forward to next week at St. Andrews, the old course. So uh, uh, last time they were here, who was, who was the last winner here? Brady, I believe Zach it, yeah, it was Zach Johnson uh, because uh, Leishman was part of that playoff. But just looking at, you know, what we're going here in terms of guys on recent form, guys that are playing here in Scotland this week, guys that played the McManus here the first two days of this week, anybody that you've already bet for St. Andrews here next week? Yeah, I I fired on Colin Morikawa again. I mean, I stuck with him last year. I'm going to stick with him one more time. Uh, I know he doesn't feel completely comfortable out there, but I also feel like a ball striker can kind of figure it out better than others in in difficult conditions. I did fire on Cam Smith again, hoping kind of there's going to be a win situation, thinking about the players, thinking about Hawaii, how he played. And then the rest of my plays are, are probably going to be week of, I'm thinking very strongly about Dal Torres again, um, for a variety of reasons, given the ball striking, given his ability tee to green in the majors, but also that putting should be a diminished statistic this upcoming open because they slow the greens down yep. because of the wind makes it a little bit less important of a factor. So I think you can look to some of those guys who maybe are, suspect putters, uh, particularly in this situation. Very good point about the putting in the British Open. Something you got to remind yourself yeah, of. 10 Every... on the stint meter this week here at Renaissance. Wow. So these guys aren't used to these slow greens. So this is going to be a very insightful week, I think, for next week. Yeah, I mean, Sergio Garcia, the putter, was always his nemesis. But uh, the British Open was typically his best major. Good point, Ryan. Thank you for reminding us of that. Uh, enjoy the Scottish Open, the British. And we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. That is Ryan Ballengee. Check him out again on Twitter at Ryan Ballengee. You can always hear him every year on Long Shots right here at VSIN. We'll be right back.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Are you planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with the BetMGM app or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Back on the Lombardi line, presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, filling in for Patrick Maher and Michael Lombardi. And we want to get into a few baseball games, making up the latter half of the card here for your Tuesday. But, Wes, during the break, you said there's a little bit of news maybe in college football again. Yeah, I got a couple things with uh, housekeeping to get you updated on. This has not officially happened, but... This, uh, per CBS Sports, I think Dennis Dodd, the lead reporter on this one, that the uh, Big 12 in deep discussions to add up to six Pac-12 schools. That would be Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. So, I mean, you could almost call it a merger. Now, where does Stanford and Cal end up? Uh, that's going to be another question. But, look, uh, you I know Timmy B, Tim Brando, was on with you and Matt Humans on the edge last week, and he said, look, I still think the Big 12 is in pretty solid position here. Yeah. Like they're they're the the one that seemingly could be the third conference because it, it seems like the Pac-12 is obviously in very tenuous shape right now and perhaps the ACC because if the SEC is going to answer for some expansion, you would think that it would come from the ACC. So the Big 12 a uh, uh, new commissioner by the way was announced there last week. So they're kind of at play. I know John Wilner at Wilner Hotline on Twitter, he's all over it. Uh, you know, maybe the ACC and the Pac-12, that there could be a merger there, that that's possibility if they want to keep the Big 12 at bay, where it's kind of like, okay, we might have two sinking ships, fellas. <laughs> we got to reunite to keep these guys from coming because you got to think that the Big 12 really are the ones that are going to try to expand because it's like, okay, we got to answer here, fellas. So uh, that's the story on that. Let me uh, do a quick Wimbledon update too, before we get to the baseball, before he came on the air, Novak Djokovic came back from two sets down to go ahead and beat Yannick center, the Italian, the number 10 seed. So Novak, the number one seed at Wimbledon on the men's side is into the semifinals. Uh, and I saw Djokovic was only trading at like $2 after he was down two sets. I was like, that's a lot of respect, but I guess when you've won 20 grand slams, you get that respect. So uh, he is going to get the winner of uh, David Goffin or the Brit Cameron Norrie, who are now in the fifth set. Uh, Goffin, I believe, uh, up uh, two to one, but Nori on serve here. So that's the story on the men's side. On the women's side, uh, Onjabur is the highest rated seed uh, left on the women's side, the number three out of Tunisia. She lost the first set to the Russian Buskova, but up three to one here in the second and up a break. So uh, looking good to maybe get that to a third set. And then, uh, of course, uh, we get the quarters continuing tomorrow. We still got Nick Kyrgios in the draw on the <laughs> men's side against Christian Guerin. And then Rafa Nadal takes on Taylor Fritz. Uh, I'm sure the people over there at the All England Club and the ESPN and all the television partners would love a uh, Nick Kyrgios, Rafa Nadal semifinal. Uh, it was like if Rafa lectured the last guy about man, <laughs> that he played on Saturday. What is he going to do with Kyrgios Nick Kyrgios? Pull the uh, through the legs underhand serve yes. on him. On yes, Nadal. Nick Kyrgios and uh, Sitsipas. Sitsipas was not very happy with Nick Kyrgios on Saturday. An update on the J.P. McManus Pro-Am as well. Shane Lowry's going to have to birdie the final two holes to tie Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley in the lead at 10 under par. Sam Burns in the clubhouse one shot back at 9 under. And Shane Lowry has the 17th and 18th hole to play. He's at eight under par, mm -hmm. two shots back of Shoffley. Um, about your uh, realignment, if you will, in college football, I, I don't really love any of this, but I tell you what, it, it's it's reality. It's at this the way point. of the world. We can't go back to 10 teams in the Big sure. Ten. And, you know, I remember years ago when Maryland officially joined the Big Ten. And of course, a notable Maryland alum is one Scott Van Pelt, mm -hmm. who's a sure. friend of this network on Visa and comes on at least a couple times a year. 
And, you know, he mentioned, look, the ACC of my youth is gone because he was always used to Maryland, you know, with Lefty Drizel being the yeah. basketball coach there. And he was always used to Maryland being in the ACC. I was always used to 10 teams in the Big Ten and playing round robin and basketball. And, uh, you know, once they expanded in the 90s and got Penn State, you kind of saw where this was going. And now the Big Ten is essentially the Big 16 starting next year with UCLA and USC. So, it's just the way of the world, and and I think that gentleman, I, I forget his name, that was the LSU chancellor back in 2011 when he said, yeah. pretty soon, and he was kind of saying it half laughing, we're going to have an ESPN conference and we're going to have a Fox conference, and uh, he's not that far off right now. You know, maybe CBS or NBC or Apple TV or whatever platform, television streaming platform wants to get involved in this, but that's the way it's going. It's not going backwards. It's just going to be addition. It's not going to be subtraction. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say is it seems like this is what we're going to have to accept as sports fans and sports bettors. And, and if, that, if that's the case, that these half a dozen Pac-12 teams join the Big 12, I would love that conference. Mm-hmm. That would be an outstanding No, that makes the Big 12 a big-time player oh, if they can that, pull that off. That would be tremendous competition uh, if all those uh, stars align for uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Uh, all right, let's look uh, at the baseball card here, see if we can get a couple games in the Nationals are at the Phillies, 4.05 Pacific start, 7.05 p.m. Eastern. And despite not having Bryce Harper in the lineup, these Philadelphia Phillies are really playing some darn good baseball. They're 20-9 and nine since Robbie Thompson took over for Joe Girardi. They're four games above 500, just four and a half games back of the second-place Atlanta Braves, eight games back of the New York Mets. Today, it'll be Paulo Espino for the Nationals, taking on Christopher Sanchez and Sanchez as a pretty good size favorite here at minus 160 West with a total of nine and a half. Yeah, this is a game that could be a more tricky spot than meets the eye for the Phillies because this is not a team that is really a very good against right-handed pitching, especially without Bryce. Now, they still have Kyle Schwarber that can hit right-handed pitching, but you're getting Paulo Espino, who throws a lot of fastballs, which the Phillies usually have success at, but that that's because largely due to Bryce Harper. And then second start in the big leagues for one, Christopher Sanchez, uh, you know, not a really highly rated prospect by there. Spent 10 years in the minors before he got called up to the uh, big leagues finally. So he only has made one start this season, 0-1, a 771 on the ERA, 652 on the XBIP, despite the fact that he had only a 167 on batting average balls in play. So you look at his numbers in AAA last season, uh, uh, walked about almost six guys per nine innings. Uh, the mm. e, the expert was maybe over the four. overs in play here. Yeah, I think absolutely it could be. And then uh, just looking at the price right now, a uh, little bit of a smidgen of money on the Washington Nationals. I'm seeing anywhere as high as plus one forty five. If I'm going to play a side, I'm certainly going to be on the Nationals. But I don't think you're wrong on that over. Well, let's uh, look at two games here. The Red Sox hosting the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Rays a dog in this one at about uh, plus 110, Boston at minus 130. This will be Jeffrey Springs versus Nick Pavetta. And then the other one that I think is very interesting is the Cardinals and the Braves. You and I were talking about both of these teams earlier as far as the futures market. This is a 420 Pacific, 720 Eastern first pitch. Andre Pallante versus Ian Anderson. St. Louis, three. Three games back of Milwaukee now in the AL Central. A player, a thought on either of these two games? Yeah, uh, by the way, the, the the Rays, they seem to get at least some life in their bats over the weekend. They took three of four 
in Toronto against the Blue Jays. So uh, seemingly at least getting right, you would think, at the plate, even though they got shut out yesterday in Boston, uh, four to nothing. So uh, looking at this right now, it is going to be Springs, kind of probably in an opener role against uh, Nick Pavetta. But looking at the total, small lean to the over, maybe that the Rays have kind of found something maybe in their lineup because – that's been kind of the thing for these guys. They just haven't had a lot of health there. They've had Zanino out. They've had Lowe out. Uh, they've got Margot out for the next couple months at least. So they've really been hurting at least for power at the plate, but starting to get a little better and maybe get a little bit more comfortable. So uh, Rays had kind of fallen off, but winning three or four over the weekend. So uh, small lean to the over in that one. And then you said uh, St. Louis and Atlanta. Yeah. Tough and, to- and you know, like uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are currently in a series with the Cubs. They mm-hmm. won on Monday and the Cardinals, you know, they're now in Atlanta against one of the best teams in baseball. If they're not careful, they can yeah. fall five, six, seven games back yeah. to the uh, Brewers in the central. But Atlanta very much struggling with Ian Anderson. They need yeah. to get him right. They need at least a third starter to match what Wright is doing and what Max Breed is doing. So Looking at this price, that's kind of a big number for Ian Anderson to lay. Small lean to St. Louis on the road. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of the Lombardi Line. Again, presented by our friends at BetMGM. Thank you for tuning in. Next up, it is Amal Shaw and Mike Palm from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas for Odds On right here at VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.